Hello, and welcome to Small Town Big Business. We're a podcast about having business success in small towns in the Midwest. My name's Jennifer Olson, and I am the Director of Business Development for the City of Marion. And I'm here with... And I'm Russell Williams. I'm Director of Ethos. Uh, We are a small business incubator. We're co-working spaces. We do training and development here in downtown Marion, Illinois. In fact, you're joining us in the Citadel building. It's a 108-year-old historical building that we are restoring. And thank you for joining us. We want to thank our sponsors uh, for supporting small town big business. And that includes, thank you to Arcadia Wealth Group, Black Diamond, Harley-Davidson, and RV, the Swinford Media Group, Fowler Heating and Cooling, the Watermark Auto Group Foundation, and of course our producers at Union Street Arts. If you're seeing this, you found us somewhere, um, and or hearing this, I should say. Uh, so we are on all of the, your favorite podcast platforms, um, everything from uh, Apple to Podbean to everything you can think of. But what's important is please hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And if you're not on YouTube watching our smiling faces, there's an invitation to see the video component in addition to the audio. So please hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We've got lots of great guests for you, including today's guests. Yeah, we interview uh, business owners and founders that are very successful in small towns like our own across the Midwest, and we've got a fantastic guest today. Hi, Perry. Hi there. It's Perry Titsy. Yes. And you are owner of the Marion? Yeah. I'm a co-owner of the Marion Antique Mall yeah. here in, in Marion, Illinois. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about your story before you became owner. So I'm uh, from originally from South Dakota, and I come here to work uh, on a fiber optic project about uh, in 2009 or so. And uh, I just w- uh, was in and out of the antique stores on some of my time off and uh, come to know the, the, an- the owner of the antique mall at the time and, and uh, became a booth or a vendor with her. And uh, it just kind of kept growing from there. Yeah. And you had said earlier, you're not originally from this area. Yeah, I'm from South Dakota. From originally. South Dakota. And when did you make that move? In 2009 is when I come here to work, and when I first uh, or originally moved here, though, uh, was I think in 2014, I think is when I officially moved here. And what type of work in fiber optics did you do? It was all with bearing fiber optics, primarily construction. I was a consulting engineer for a company called Vantage Point at the time, working with Shoney Communications, primarily out of Equality, Illinois. Yeah. Well, I imagine the antique trade is quite different than that. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. So how did you move from one to the other? What was I, the transition? I tell you, uh, back when I was in college, I was working with an auctioneer, and uh, I would kind of pick up the stuff that wasn't either purchased at the time or, or they couldn't get a bid on. And uh, that's what I put in my house at the time for a dollar or so. And it just kept, uh, it went from having something old to all of a sudden something that maybe had a value when I decided to move or change spaces. So that's kind of where it started from. But then it just kind of kept developing as I come here and was working at the Marion Antique Mall as a vendor. Yeah. So. Interesting. Well, that's quite the leap from going from a single (laughs) vendor to being uh, in charge of the place. Yes. Um, So tell us about, I know you guys have done some expansions, you've done some updating to your business model, so kind of talk us through from the time that you took over to where we are today. So wow, so it's been big changes in the last 18 months. Uh, So right at that change when we bought it out, 
uh, the previous owner built onto the building, which was kind of part of our purchasing it. We knew she was going to build onto it. And so it, it took us from 8,000 square feet to 10,000 square feet approximately. And so, and we knew we were going to make some changes. We were going to go with the no walls per se in there, the dividing walls. So it's going to be look more open. We were going to split our areas with our using our furniture would be the walls. Mm -hmm. So we could still make the rooms like a living room setting using a couch as a wall type uh, thing. And then uh, also like the, the, uh, dining room areas with a china hutch would be used as a wall instead or something like that so we kind of made our wall so it made it look different give it a new look made it look open and roomy and big and bright but yet also still had those sections of uh, areas so that if you were looking for a specific item you could go to that area and find it so well, it's super helpful for those who don't always have the vision. I'm not particularly great at scale, so having things laid out as they would in a dining room is super helpful. So I think it's you're on the right track. And is the antique mall also in a historical building too, or is it rather the, new, new building? Well, no, the original building I think dates back to. Uh, I'm not. Even, I got. I should be careful, but sometime in the early 1900s or late 1800s, okay. and it was really I think back up to start was a feed store. Uh, it was a furniture store after that, then become the last 30 years or so was the first part of being an antique store. I know okay. that. Okay. And you've built onto that? Or? Yeah. Okay. We added on that 2,000 square feet onto that. We took a part of it off that was starting to become dilapidated. Okay. And uh, it was not used as an antique store. Anyhow, it was more of a storage room. Okay. But we took that part off and built the new part on. Did you already say how many square feet you have altogether? Yep. 10,000 square feet altogether. That's a altogether. lot. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. Yeah. Do you have trouble filling those spaces? Oh, no. Matter yeah. of fact, we have a waiting list of... I don't know, 20, 30 people. Really? Yeah. And how far away do your vendors come? Oh, within an hour for the most part. Everybody's okay. within an hour yeah. of time. Describe some items that your vendors are providing. Oh, wow. It's a, it's a great thing. It's so many different items. You know, we try to promote antiques and vintage, of course, which is, you know, antique is supposed to be 100 years old. Vintage is supposed to be 50. Okay. We also have a lot of mid-century modern items, uh, which is, again, you kind of going back to that 70s or so, which is a approaching that 50 years, if not, um, you know, we have uh, primitives, so cast iron type stuff. We have uh, jewelry, coins, uh, collectibles, um, tools, and some of the tools, you know, you can go back into your 100-year-olds also. Uh, and then, of course, we just have even somewhat what I'd call modern-day furniture that comes through, but um, it connects the people who who can't go to a store and buy a brand new product, but yet these are just like um, new items. So, Well, first of all, I'm glad to hear that I'm turning vintage, not antique. <laughs> it makes me feel a little better. Um, but uh, do you, what does your customer look like? Are you, because I do see um, some younger audience more interested into upcycle, recycle instead of buying you know, what they would call fast fashion or fast furniture. So tell us about your customer base. Oh, man. It, it, again, it is it is really all over. We have the college students that come in, especially uh, I, was, I would maybe say more the new parent who doesn't have the money to go into it, buy a new product, but yet you can get something that's new to the home, still looks new, uh, but maybe older item. And also, I think it's easier to now, especially you can, you can, um, Furnish your home, and it doesn't have to be forever. It can be a turnaround item where you can furnish for six months, a year, and then maybe change it because you don't have so much invested into that. Mm -hmm. 
Um, you also have the elderly ladies, especially that come in and, and have, they want to decorate their home with new items or different items. Kind of the same thing though. They don't want something, or they want to accent something they already have, like a grandma's or a, or a parent's item, mm -hmm. but they want to use this collectible item that reminds them of their Christmas, for instance, with their grandma or something, they'll, they'll put that collectible item on there, mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I would think too, like the um, cha changes where everything doesn't have to be so matchy-matchy. There's a yeah. lot of mix and match happening. And then, you know, also like I love that you hit on memories because mm -hmm. when I have an opportunity to walk through an antique store, you know, and I even things as simple as a certain Pyrex pattern, mm -hmm. I think, well, that reminds me of somebody in my family. Yes, yes. Like the Pyrex bowls that you mentioned, that they remind me of my mother and my grandparents. And having them in there, I can still visually see where they keep them, for instance. And so, yes, it's a something that's a reminder, a memory. Mm -hmm. Do you know where your customers are coming from, and do you know how they find you? How we find or how they find us primarily is social media. Social anymore. media, yeah, yeah, it's it's really a huge thing uh, to use to to bring people in, but. Just the other day, we had people from uh, Alabama that was there by Huntsville. We had people from uh, Texas. Uh, we had some from Mississippi. So, and you think, well, what what brought you here? Yeah. What brought you to Marion? And they say, hey, we just had a ladies' day out or a weekend out. We just decided to travel this way, looking for places we can go through. It's amazing what we can do in today's world and how we can reach and, and connect with people from that are not from here. Now, of course, so just so you know, I need the small town. We need the local people. You know, those are great. Yeah. Those that come off the interstate, and also the, the interstate. Talking about that, the the dual interstate helps us out too. Yeah. Connects from different points of the, yeah. of the United States. So, since you brought that up, continue. What advantages of being in a small town like Marion? Yeah. So the dual interstate, I'd say, is number one. It's a it's a great way. It brings people from different locations that are coming through, either going north or going south. And excuse, yeah, going north, going south, or east and west, depending yeah. on which one you're on. But they come through here, and it's, it seems to be a stopping point. It's a good place to, you know, halfway between the, you know, Chicago and someplace south or something where they stop yeah. here. Yeah. And then they come and into our stores. It's a great thing. Uh, the, and we have a, a lot of great businesses in Marion, too. A lot yeah. of opportunity. So hotels, restaurants opportunities that they can stop just not only for us but yeah. it's a lot of other things that draw them into this town yeah yeah it is tough to drive from the chicago area to either memphis or nashville without stopping right and this yeah. is a awesome mm -hmm. place to stop and, yeah. and shop or rest or whatever you need mm -hmm. to do so um I hope that we can capture some of those visitors as residents like you mm -hmm. who came and saw and decided that this is where you wanted to be on a longer term um, one of the things that I really applaud about the almost trail, if you will, of antique um, venues here in our city and even in the county at large is I think you all do an excellent job of referring to one another and encouraging multiple stops while they're in town. 
What are some other like secret sauce or how, what are some other maybe non-social media ways that you get the word out? Yeah. So right now we're part of a treasure trail. And so there's 10 uh, antique stores that are on it and we're trying to encourage to go to all of them. And then Mm. in and amongst you go get stamped in the month of April, that is, you get stamped at all 10 of those locations. You're in for a drawing of a hundred dollar gift certificate at each of our locations. Plus we're having 11th, um, um, giveaway, which is a hotel and theater tickets and, and meal at Benny's. And so a lot of other things, not just antique stuff. And so that's been good. So we, and we do really promote, like if somebody's in off the interstate looking for antique stores, we try to promote the other antique stores too, because it's not only my store. We, we, we do survive off everybody else. When they ask about food, we try to promote the downtown area for food places too. You know, the, um, the Merck for ice cream or the Pookies mm-hmm. for a great burger or Binnie's for, you know, awesome Italian food. You know, whatever the case may be, we really try to promote That's the good. other things. So that walkable traffic, especially mm-hmm. during good yeah. weather mm-hmm. seasons, is yeah. really important for your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are there too many antique places? I mean, no. is there a tipping point there where it's like, oh, another antique place? No, at least from my side, I don't think so. Yeah. I think it just draws people in and we encourage them to go see the other places also. Yeah. I don't think it's a downfall at all. I think that our size is really, really good, our 10,000 square feet. People can come in, browse for an hour, or they could spend three hours. It kind of depends on what they want to do. They can either do a quick browse and out and on to the next one, or they can do a hey, look at all this, it reminds me of grandma, and they can do all the discussions all the way through. So it's a good size and a good um, good location, you mm-hmm. know, for the most part, bringing them into downtown, the square of Marion. Right. You know. I don't want to skip over, you said you're co-owner. Yes. So I'm imagining your partner is mm-hmm. maybe running the shop. Yes, she's there right now. Today, yes. <laughs> and, and what is her name? Cindy Sisk. Okay, Yeah. great. Um, so as much as I love all the good praise, what's the downside or what are your challenges? Challenges, uh, I would say the biggest one right now is the maneuvering around the economic uh, changes uh, in our country, where we're going. You know, is it up and down? You know, are we going to some point come to a leveling off or is are we going to hit another hill or another mm-hmm. valley? Trying to be prepared and be ready for those economic changes. You know, are in, in that and with those economic changes, we also find that our consumers change. You know, how much money do they have to spend on extra stuff? And so you kind of got to be ready or, or listen to our customers mm-hmm. and know what their needs slash desires slash wants are, mm-hmm. you know, so that we can kind of maneuver our business around where the economics of our country or our state are heading. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a, I guess, a downfall or something that we have to always be ready for. Can you give an example of how you would move in times like that? Well, so the, the name Antiques is in my name, Marion Antiques. It's harder and harder and harder to find antiques, things that are 100 years old that are still surviving. So that's something that I think in our future and how that we're going to have to be ready to either be prepared maybe we can have to change our name even Mm -hmm. or maybe society will change to where antique is 75 years old i don't know but Mm. you know we we're gonna have to be ready for that possibly right so if people come to our store and they say well where's the antiques we have to be ready on you know 
showing them either what we do have or maneuvering them more to a vintage item right. or you know something like that would be yeah. a change that we got to probably be prepared for that's a good point because i was thinking earlier antiques i'm thinking disposable income and when people feel like they don't have that disposable income they mm-hmm. your business may suffer but on the other hand if you can teach people that this is um, less expensive than brand new right. things yes. then they're more likely to be in that you know, yes. dispos- it's not disposable income anymore it's it's an investment right, in- right. you know it's again it's a, i think because of that non-disposable income you can't go out and spend so much more money on a brand new item you know they don't have it so yeah. if we can encourage or be ready to have this item that looks new yeah. only is not new it's old yeah uh, but yet can still fit in what their desire their wants or their need is that's how we got to be able to fill those. Well, nothing wrong with our new manufacturers, but the fact is, is th- things that are 50 to 100 years old last a lot longer. Right. Correct. They're solid. Mm-hmm. So. And, yeah. you know, craftsmanship should be a value that we all have. But I think about some of our younger families that know that they have some moves ahead of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that dresser that has... You know, perfect drawer corners is going to be a survivor versus something that you might get at a big box store. Mm-hmm. Not nothing wrong with a big box store, but mm-hmm. craftsmanship has its upside also when you invest in it. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know something else that as we were talking, uh, you know, I just was approached by a lady just this morning, matter of fact, saying that she's moving to Florida, and she has some items that she just can't take with her. She's going to downsize in in area. She doesn't want to just put that item of her mother's or her grandmother's out on the curb to be picked up she wants it to be possibly going to hands that somebody else who's going to want and desire and need that item and so you know that's kind of some neat things too talking about how we can change or bring items in that can maybe catch the the eye of somebody else yeah and a need of somebody else's too when the restoration business is a big Mm -hmm. business so on your end of are people are your vendors people that are in that restoration business or is it reverse is it people shopping looking at something like i can restore that we or have both? we have both okay. yeah matter of fact my co-owner is very very good about fixing uh, refurbishing yeah. um, painting in some cases yeah. um, bringing new life to things yeah. that matter of fact uh, she if something's heading for the garbage she'll go she'll go <laughs> save it because she doesn't want it to be ruined she wants to see how she can fix it and and bring it back to life that's wonderful and it's amazing what she can do is amazing him how do you find employees that either have the knowledge or are willing to learn i mean it's it's a lot to know um Mm -hmm. from vintage to antique and Mm -hmm. different eras yes so all of our help in Mm -hmm. at the store are all vendors so it's people who have a stake in our store and so they do know kind of what's the difference or like each one of our our employees slash help uh they all have separate and unique um areas that they're in though like one's collectibles one's i'd call mid-century uh modern cindy and i are more i'm antique she's more uh, refurb um things like that so it's kind of neat how we all kind of blend but bring new ideas and things to to people so so did you or Cindy, did you guys have the business background before you bought this business? Um, I owned my own business back in the late 90s. What was that? Uh, it was a uh, 
airport shuttle service ultimately oh. and a tours <laughs> business. So that was back in South Dakota. I would take people to and from the airport. I also did tours of Mount Rushmore, Crazy Horse, wow. uh, Devil's Tower, things like that. Uh, and so, yes, I had a business for a few years back then. So I have a little bit of experience, but we, we now have a team that is made up of so many individual and unique uh, areas within our store that we all build off of each other and support each other. Awesome. And where, where somebody's weak, there's somebody else to step in. Yeah. And that's uh, well, where'd you learn that from? Because oh, that's not, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> I'm not, it's, it's my whole team. It's not just me. Yeah. It's, it's everybody. You know, the vendors are, are great about bringing new things and new items. And they, they find that something that's going to catch somebody's eye. That's good to bring into the store. So that's it good. takes all of us. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you want a mentor and coach, yeah. Both of your former businesses are also needs, you know, <laughs> as we prepare to have a direct jet service from Chicago mm. in summer of 2023. Mm. We have grave concerns about the lack of ride share and we, we worry about people getting to Veterans Airport with the expectation they can catch a ride that might not exist. And certainly the travel tourism, you know, with us being a home base and people wanting to go out and do daytime activities in the Shawnee or on the wine trail. So I'm just planting the seed because you don't have enough to do, right? Right, Um, So uh, maybe if you could talk about, are there any tools or resources that um, you're using or you wish you had any kind of, I always say hacks or apps or anything that would be helpful for other businesses? Hmm. When you say resources, the first thing that comes to mind is my customers, my vendors. Man, without them, I have nothing, mm-hmm. period. The tools that come to mind, I would say, is social media for us. Mm-hmm. It's uh, We have a great, uh, one of my vendors is a very, very good at marketing. And uh, people come off the street and say, i seen this. Where can I find this in the mm-hmm. store? Or I come in just for this item. And they'll bring many other items up to the counter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a That's a we, we in today's world though I hate to admit it we probably couldn't live without social media anymore yeah. you know? yeah. um, uh, going back to what was what what was your other question um, like what's missing or oh, yeah. you know tools man I tell you just so you know too is our support from other businesses you know around here you know the vault the Merck the Pookies you know um, the warehouse whatever we all are sending people around to all of us Without that, we couldn't survive either. Yeah. So. And um, is there a professional network for antiquers, for people that are in the antique business? There is an antique association, okay. too, that's out there, an Illinois Antique Association. I I have to be honest with you, I just found it the other sure. day, so I'm not even a member of it, but I want to look into it at least to see. Uh, but otherwise, uh, again, it's just kind of our local ones that are really just kind of bouncing yeah. each other off of each okay. other. Are you so. part of any business community or network here locally? I am not, okay. uh, other than business, the other antique stores. Right, like this, right. But no. and, uh, and I wanted you to talk more about Cindy because I want to make sure uh-huh. Cindy has right. you know, a highlight at the table, too. Yeah. Tell us about her strengths and how she, what she brings. She, uh, she's a past. Uh, she worked at the mines uh, for many years. I don't exactly know how many years, but so that's her background or you know, a lot that she has. She has unique strengths about... Um, uh, maybe shouldn't word it this way but she's ocd and filing for instance she's she's she wants to make sure everything's put away perfectly and if i happen to take it out of line she's going to put it Uh, back where it was 
unbelievable though like i can ask her where's this paper she can go right to that's awesome yeah it's amazing um she's very good about with the other vendors uh like preparing or if somebody's coming to pick something up she's got it ready to be picked up or she's got items moved around staging between her and the other gals that work there with me are just wonderful about making things look like they're displayed perfectly and ready to go or she can also she she goes through the whole building every time she comes in she has a great memory about it. if somebody comes in and say i want i've seen this on media where can i find that and she can say oh it's right over here you yeah. know she can find it it's just really really good yeah really good awesome and like i said she does a lot of refurbishing of furniture she's the only one in our store that truly refurbishes and so that's a a, a great thing we need it so yeah well, and, you know, the visual organization matters to the customer, but mm -hmm. the behind-the-scenes organization matters to your to, vendors to because yeah. when I show up and I have 12 items, the money from my sale might be going to 12 different people. Right. And if you don't have the back end, yes. you know, that's... Yes. We enter it all into computer. We have a, a program called uh, Go Antiquing, and it really, okay. it's really nice. It, we enter it in there. It divides it all out. We just push buttons at the end of the month, and it tells us how much we owe each vendor, and they get a display or a, a, a printout of what they've sold. Really, really nice program, too. Yeah. I love to hear about these specialty programs because I do think sometimes other industries can learn, oh, yes. you know, from what other people are doing. So you're kind of learning from your own group and mm -hmm. cross threading some learning so you mentioned earlier that a big part of your marketing is social media are you doing that yourself or because you do there's, have a great social media presence the yeah, business does there's a, a one of my vendors primarily is our person cindy yeah. also my co-owner does those two do most of it unbelievable is all i can say i'm yeah. not that good at it i do yeah. i push the, the share or the likes you know yeah. uh, but you know they do it they're they're the ones who do it and they know it and it's a it's amazing this the people who will come in and say i saw this on good. social media yeah. yeah yeah i see it all the time it's yeah. a great presence yeah, yeah. um i don't want to cut it off too soon if russ mm -hmm. has more things but i just want to make sure is there are there things that you were thinking of when you were on your drive-in this morning that you want to make sure we cover uh Man, I, I guess I really haven't thought about it, but all I know is, uh, again, I, I want to build the perfect team, or that's what I think is the key to, to business. Build the perfect team with the most positive thoughts and of how we can make this work. Now, granted, you got to look at the, the downsides too, but you don't want to focus on the downsides. I think you got to focus on what's going to, what's the positives and where can we go with this. And I think if you build that right team, that's always supportive and always pushing uh, to go to that next step. I think that's the ones you need. That's also our customers. Our customers are also, hey, you know, I'm looking for this. And if we don't have it, guess what? We're out trying to beat the bushes trying to find it that's good to and we want that sale you know it's what gets you up in the morning it's that that next sale yeah. you know what can what yeah. can i bring to the to the table that somebody's interested in yeah does that speak to your purpose like why do you do what you do yeah it's just i love it i just absolutely love it you know you don't wake up dreading to go to work or anything it is i want to go there i can't wait to find that next item yeah. or that next call from somebody who needs to get rid of an item that I say, oh, I can take that and and get it connected to this person yeah. or whatever, and trying to find those connections. 
and keep building around yeah. it. So. I think we've found that in successful businesses. It's about relationships. Yeah. It's about connecting with customers and providing good service. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, a, that's a teachable, but it also, I think, comes from the heart of wanting the best for another person, which benefits your business, yeah. the best for your business and the people that you employ. Right. So I just love your manner and just uh, your enthusiasm for the business too. Thank you, thank you. We we love people that come in and we hear it so often. We hear about how this has changed, the business has changed, how much brighter it looks, how much different it looks. Or we, we purposely, like uh, Cindy and I right now, the whole back area, we are changing completely, uh, which is taking us about two weeks now. Yeah. But it's gonna have a new look. Matter of fact, one of my vendors just told me this morning, wow, you got a whole bunch of new furniture. Well, really we didn't, we just moved it around. Yeah. But that's how it is when people come into the store. They see all new, they see okay, all fresh, even though it's not necessarily. The changing of the store is what really brings people in. Yeah. Something to see different. That's awesome. So if I come in today, but come in six months from now. Oh, it'll be all different. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Matter of fact, two weeks or three weeks, a month oh, really? for sure, it'd be yeah. different. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, do you have a futuristic vision for the business? Is there something well, next? Yeah, you know, we're always, uh, there, there's a, a business uh, north of here that's closing down, another large antique store that we have many people approaching us. We're trying to figure out how we can implement them, you know, so maybe we'll see another building on wow, growth awesome. time. So, yeah. Very good. So I, I want to kind of close out if we can with a compliment for your team. And that is because um, I feel the positive energy when I come and, and certainly helpful. And so when I think of the feeling, I think of hospitality. <laughs> And my favorite phrase about hospitality is that it's, it's not about the, how the host is left feeling, it's about how the guest is left feeling. And I feel like you are imparting positive energy and a great experience on your guests. So thank you for what you've brought yeah, to our town. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys for your time today. And Perry, that. how would someone find the Marion Antique Mall address and yep. website and things like that? Yep, 503 North Madison Street. Uh, we are on uh, Google. You can search us on Google. You'll find us. Uh, we do not have a website at the time. We're in the process of possibly building that. Social media on Facebook, you can find us at Marion Antique Mall Incorporated. Uh, and, and that can also lead you there and find yeah. your way there. So. Thank you again for joining us. Yep, thank you. Yep. Appreciate you guys. Thanks. Today's guest has been Perry Titsy from Marion Antique Mall. I want to thank him and also thank our viewers and listeners to joining the small town big business community. And thank you to our sponsors who include Arcadia Wealth Group, Black Diamond Harley-Davidson and RV, Fowler Heating and Cooling, the Swinford Media Group, Watermark Auto Group Foundation and Union Street Arts. If you'd have photography or podcast or recording needs, reach out to Luke O'Neill at Union Street Arts. If you want to know more about Ethos as a small business incubator, co-working spaces, or the training and development classes that we have for small businesses, you can contact me. I'm Russell Williams. You can contact me at russell at watermarkethos.org or look at what we're doing on Facebook. It's Ethos at the Citadel on Tower Square Plaza. And I invite you to make the drive-in to visit Marion Antique Mall Incorporated. Um, They have great accommodating weekend hours, they host open houses, and they are a participant in our third Thursday where they stay open late and we'll have a different special throughout those third Thursdays each month. 
And with that, I just remind you to please subscribe on your favorite podcast app or YouTube so that you can follow us without missing an episode. Thanks for being with us. I'm Russ Williams. And I'm Jennifer Olson.